It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool, and we are Locked On Cowboys. Uh, Landon, we got a big Cowboy win to talk about. Dallas Cowboys win 43-3 over the Falcons uh, on Sunday. I think we should start with this. I feel like I deserve a little bit of responsibility for this one. Right? I picked the Falcons to win uh, on our Friday show, so I get at least a little bit of credit, right? I mean, a little bit. You, you get all the credit. I, I mean, I, I'm really surprised that we didn't hear more from Dak and Mike McCarthy after the game. I know. Uh, I think I'm you. waiting. I just, I, I never heard it. That's okay. It's okay. It's, it's. It, I'm assuming they said it off camera when no one was looking. Probably. That's that's fine. Uh, I actually <laughs> want to start with this. We we've got a lot to get into today. Uh, but I believe it was on our Monday show. One of the things I said is we are going to learn a lot about this Cowboys team in this game against the Falcons after being blown out by Denver at home. Do they let this game kind of linger? Do they come out flat again? And I did. I think we learned a lot, Lane. Like it's pretty clearly that game was a fluke, right? They just didn't play well. I love how this team responded. Like from the from the opening drive, it was hey, we are going to win this game, and we're going to go for it on fourth downs, and we're going to embarrass you, Atlanta. Uh, I think the Cowboys did, I mean, just almost a perfect game in, in every single phase. It just what a performance by this team. Yeah, it's this was exactly how you draw it up, especially for the way that the Cowboys want to win a game. Uh, aggressive and go, uh, going out early. I think they were uh, four for five in their fi- first uh, opening five drives on touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so that'll, that'll get you out to a good start. And I think, you know, making teams chase you in the past game is, is, is a good formula for this defense. It really lets it kind of shine the way that it wants to. And, and you know, obviously, uh, the story of the game is going to be about the offense, but I think again, the defense, uh, had a masterful performance as well. I think they ended up uh, one of 11 on third downs and oh of two on fourth well, down. So, uh, you, you said the story is going to be about the offense. I actually disagree. I, I thought the defense was more impressive because Maybe. we know the offense can do that, right? Like going into this game, the Cowboys had a big advantage on their their offense against Atlanta's defense. Like Atlanta's defense is not good. We both said on our Friday show, like this is a game Dallas should score 30 points. Now they scored 43 in this one, but we <laughs> expected that. I, I don't think I – mean, we certainly didn't expect three points in this game. And do you know that Matt Ryan, when he played, never had a third down conversion in this game? Not a one. Yeah, yeah, totally crazy. And, you know, it's funny because we talked about it. You know, this defense is good. Uh, the way they win is, is turnovers or uh, their ability to get, you know, teams into third downs and then get off the field on third downs through exotic packages. This game was uh, just kind of a huge package of both. You got the, the three turnovers, uh, the, the you know, the the for, I think it was, like I said, one for 11 on third downs. Um, so when you do both, it's going to make it really hard on, on the other team to score points. And then 
you add in the pressure, uh, the the complimentary football aspect where the offense is putting pressure on their team to score. Uh, it's they they started pressing and then you know and then other things start rolling your way. It's it's special teams, the 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 blocked punt, some others, just other special teams cues. I mean, just little things like uh, such like Goodwin getting that tackle in in, in open field and, and keeping uh. De- uh keeping Atlanta on that side of the field on, on that punt. And he's incredible, just, you know, just, by the way. It, I mean, yeah. If you I mean, love just, special teams play, he is so much fun. He's, he's the guy you study, you know, he's, no. it's, it's, he's getting, uh, uh, very close to, uh, you know, some of those Kenny Gant level, uh, uh, all timer <laughs> Bill, Bill Bates time of a special teamer. Yeah. So with the Cowboys. So yeah, it's, it's, it was just one of those games where, uh, things started rolling downhill for the Cowboys. And then suddenly all three phases were clicking like that. And, and, uh, yeah, it, it just it was incredible to see what I mean. Obviously, like I said, what this defense was able to do with the, with the you know who they had to play with, uh, without Randy Gregory, without Demarcus Lawrence, obviously still, um, it, it was really impressive to see. And, and, and it didn't look like it was going to start out. It started out not looking like it was going to. No, be they like didn't that. force a third down until I mean, basically the, the Falcons just walked the ball down the field. They finally did force a third down, force them to get a field goal, and then that was basically it. That was the entire yep. Atlanta offense the entire day. And I, I can't remember the last time that a team, you know, pulled that I saw a game where the team pulled their quarterback when they were down, uh, you know, going into the fourth quarter, basically. So, um, yeah, it, it really was. It, it started to get away from them, especially near the end of the second quarter. I think the Cowboys scored 29 points in the second quarter uh, and, and just and that was basically the ball game. I mean, Did you know you that know, that's a record for the most points ever to quarter by the Cowboys? I mean, I knew that it was. If it wasn't, it had to be in the top two or three because that's just absolutely well, outrageous. And the difference so. is, they've scored twenty eight a couple different times, but when you score twenty nine, it's that extra one point, right? Because most of the time, if you score four touchdowns, you're just kicking four extra points. But it's that extra one point never been done in Cowboys history before. So very, very impressive. Uh, I actually want to keep talking about the defense because, yeah. Man, there's so many different storylines in this game. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about DirecTV. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That is DirecTV.com. All right, Landon. Um Let's just start with the big picture stuff. Dan Quinn, my goodness, what a performance by this unit. I, I No Randy Gregory, no Demarcus Lawrence, no Neville Gallimore. So you're down three of your top, I don't know what you want to say, your top three defensive linemen are all out. On top of that, no Brent Urban, so four of your top five, four of your top six. And yet they were able to harass Matt Ryan all day. Uh, Matt Ryan finished this game with a 21 quarterback rating, a 9.2 QBR and 5.6 yards per attempt. Just an incredible job by Dan Quinn. How did he do it? Yeah, I mean, he did it both ways, right? He had great coverage in the back end. I mean, you know, I think Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and Trayvon Diggs, obviously each one of them getting interception, but obviously deserve kudos for how they played throughout the game. Uh, just really, really good sticky coverage. It didn't give Matt Ryan a ton of options. Uh, and, 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 you know, Kudos to, to Quinn for dialing up a lot of different types of formations and pressures. Uh, you know, uh, Armstrong got his sack when he was lining up as a, as a three technique and just got a simple swim move uh, on, on the rookie and got a clean look to the, to the quarterback. Parsons got his as just on a linebacker blitz. You know, they just, they were able to 
um, economically, I think, you know, uh, send pressures at good times and, and, and be able to get people free at home. Uh, and when they, and when they didn't, uh, you know, some of the guys on the inside, uh, you know, uh, Odigizua, you saw a little bit of Tristan Hill kind of mixing yeah. it up a little bit too in the I interior. I forgot so, that he doesn't wear gloves or anything. He's got yeah, the, least it, it, the swag of anybody. It's on so the clean. Line. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, yeah, it's so, it's so crazy. It's, it's just, it's funny to see, but, uh, he was getting he was uh, getting the movement and he was getting inside and, and making uh, uh, causing some issues. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, hopefully the Cowboys can continue to apply that kind of pressure uh, week to week without Lawrence and, and Gregory. I, I don't know that it's fair to expect it necessarily, but I do like the way that Quinn was able to uh, not, you know, play the kid, play defense without having to feel like you had to blitz on every down and they did it kind of wisely and at, at key moments and, and they were able to do yep. it in such a way that it complemented the coverage. And uh, in, 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 again, I think it's, it's, it's really telling a guy like uh, Matt Ryan, he, he's, he's, he's a veteran in, in the good mm-hmm. way. You know, he understands how to get away from pressures. He understands how to move around in the pocket. He's been really good this year at, ne- at negotiating a, a pocket with pressure. Uh, and, and, and I think, you know, he just, uh, you know, the Cowboys were able to contain that. And I think that yep. that bodes well for what we're, we're heading into uh, for this next little stretch with some, you know, solid to extremely good quarterbacks yep. um, and, and who w- without our, you know, top two pass rushers. So we are, we're live on YouTube right now. And a lot of people are asking us about how Tristan Hill played and how Chauncey Golston played. Uh, we'll, we'll save some of that for our all 22 review. Yeah, maybe on Tuesday after we get some time to watch the tape because it's so hard to tell just based off the broadcast. But I promise you, we'll talk about those guys Absolutely. later on in the week. Uh, but one defender that we have to talk about, Landon, Jordan Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. I think you and I were both a little shocked when the Cowboys brought back Jordan Lewis on a three-year deal this offseason. Uh, we weren't sure how he fit into Dan Quinn's scheme. He doesn't really have the the size that he typically looks for in a cover three cornerback. But I've got to say, he's had a nice season so far, and this is by far the best game I've ever seen him play. Uh, not only did he have a really nice interception, but three other pass breakups uh, to either like get Atlanta off the field or get them into a long third down. I, I just have never – I mean, you can go back to maybe that Saints game in 2018 yeah. where he was guarding Kamara. I actually mm-hmm. think he was better in this game. It's the best I've ever seen yeah. him play. Yeah, you know, I'm you know, starting to have to say that how much do you – I mean, we were already kind of blaming Nolan a lot, but how much more do you lean into Nolan now that you see the kind of season that Anthony Brown's had so far, the kind of season Jeez. that Jordan Lewis, frankly, has had pretty much overall? And then I'll even go a step further. I, I don't know who, if people are watching Cincinnati, but Chidobe Awuzie is having a pretty good season yeah, over good there player. as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting to wonder if maybe some of these guys are better players than they kind of had shown last and year. So Chris Westry is starting for the Ravens. But yeah, right now. yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this this defensive backfield uh, really has played good football. I mean, I think Anthony Brown, for the most part, has played good football throughout the season. I, you know, the first game is the first game against one of the best wide receiver cores in football and Tom Brady. But I think outside of that, Anthony Brown has had a very, very good season. Jordan Lewis. He's been a little bit up and down, but that's to be expected for your third corner. And I think he certainly has earned his spot. Uh, and then you you start to see, you know, <laughs> just outside of the digs getting his eighth interception. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of burying the lead. And then outside of that, uh, we should talk about the fact that, uh, you know, we had one rookie cornerback get a touchdown on special teams off a block punt. 
And then another rookie quarterback who got in there, got some snaps, got a pass yeah. deflection, uh, did a really great job on a go route. And, and so, you know, the, the defensive backfield for the Cowboys, which, you know, we basically came into the season kind of holding our breath over, uh, I mean, has really developed into a nice kind of little deep group that is not at least at least not embarrassing to us, which it had no, been at no. several points during the season last year. Uh, let's talk about the special teams because yeah, <laughs> Man, a lot of people don't love that uh, Bones Fossil is aggressive. And I get it, right? You can get penalties like we saw earlier in the season, but that's three block punts the Cowboys already have this season. You saw it today. That block punt was, I mean, it, it sealed the game. I mean, the game was already basically over, yeah. but when, you know, when uh, Dorrance Armstrong blocked it and they recovered it in the end zone, you just knew it was over. Um, I don't know if you saw this stat, Lena, but the Cowboys have oh, now yeah. had three block punts uh, this season. During the Jason Garrett era from 2010 to 2019, they blocked one punt. And I'll, I'll venture to guess this, this isn't the last block punt the Cowboys will have on the season. So, like, they're just finding ways to be aggressive and make plays on special teams. And that's the difference between good teams and potentially great teams. Yeah. And I'll throw in one more, too, that Dorrance Armstrong is the first player in Cowboys history to have a sack and a blocked punt. And he's the last player – to have a sack and a blocked punt since Terrell Basham with the 2018. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. That's yeah, fascinating. I saw that as well. That yeah. was pretty interesting. So yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, pretty it's, cool. it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, again, it, it, complimentary football works this way where, you know, confidence built on, uh, on your teammates, uh, you know, putting your, putting your other groups into good position to succeed. Um, you know, and the other thing too, is that the Cowboys are, if you saw like when they're winning and they're doing and they're playing well, like they're getting such great contribution from their down roster guys. Like Jordan Lewis, we talked about, obviously he shot right on special corner. teams this week, shot right this week that uh, uh, Armstrong obviously had an incredible game. If you just based on what yeah, I said, uh, sure. uh, you know, Golson having that huge pass deflection on, on the line. And so it's uh, just good play from some of these down roster guys. I mean, when the Cowboys don't have to just rely only on their superstars. And clearly, in this case, you've got two of your superstars who aren't even playing. Yeah. So uh, you don't even have them on the field. So the, 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 when the Cowboys are able to get contributions from across the board from their from their roster, uh, well, first of all, it, it just makes for good football. It makes for more reliable playmaking on the defense. But beyond that, too, you come out of these games mostly unscathed due to injury, right? Because they were able to spread the snaps out across a whole bunch of players. Yep. They're not overworking anybody, despite the fact that they have injuries, especially at the defensive line position. Uh, and they're able to get good snaps and not fear for their lives when they're rolling out their third defensive line, because, you know, they feel like these guys have had experience. They've had play time. They feel like they can trust them to go out there and just not embarrass themselves on the field. I just counted as you were talking. Twenty-three different players for the Cowboys recorded a tackle in this game. Yeah, I think ten different ca- ten different players got catches on offense too. So oh, we're uh, going to talk it, about it, one of those guys that got a catch on offense in just a little bit. Don't you worry. Oh boy, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like you know, just to kind of just to put a pin in that point though. Just you know, getting contributions across the board from your team, um, it, it 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 helps spread the snaps and helps spread the kind of wear and tear. Uh, that goes on through the season and just keeps you fresher to the to the end of the season. I agree. This Cowboys team is going to live and die by being aggressive. They were aggressive on defense today. They were aggressive on special teams. They were aggressive on offense going forward on how many fourth downs. And uh, they were living today, Landon. It was a, it was a good day to be a Cowboy fan. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the Cowboys offense 
But I wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online. Man, it was a good week for gambling. If you bet on the Cowboys <laughs> to cover that eight, nine point spread, uh, I'm, I'm sure you are very happy right now. I hope you use Bet Online because it remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Also, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Lena, let's talk about the Cowboys offense. They scored 43 points today. A little help to the special teams. They scored a touchdown. Uh, Dak Prescott, 24 of 31 for 296 yards, two passing touchdowns as well as a rushing touchdown. Uh, but that is not the story of this game. Uh, it is Sean McEwen caught two passes for 15 <laughs> yards. Uh, where do you think he'll rank all time in tight end? Next to Gronk and Kellen Winslow Sr.? Uh, I mean, well above those guys before he's done. Uh, you know, in 20, 2055, when Sean McEwen is still playing football and still catching touchdowns, uh, we're going to be so excited. I'm excited remember. Just, I mean, he's the next Dalton Schultz. But uh, let's let's yeah. be for real. Uh, Prescott was just on the money today. Yeah. He had one throw early in the game that might have been almost an interception to Eric Harris. After that, flawless. Mm. Like I don't think you can throw. Have another play where it's like. You know, he should have made this read here. Uh, he had a couple drops, but otherwise just absolutely killed it today. Yeah, you know, I mean, just and, and, and not surprising. You know, I mean, I think we all expected Dak to bounce back. I mean, watching the tape uh, of him, you know, it, it was clear that his just when he was throwing off that his footwork wasn't clean. It wasn't a case of him forgetting how to play football or him not knowing what he's looking at or there being some kind of blueprint. It, you know, you, you go and watch the game. It's like it's. It's him having his feet not pointing the right direction. He's, it's him not having his feet in the ground and the ball sailing in on him. It's him why that, throwing why a, that last two drives mattered against Denver. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's him not, you know, and, and again, not just for him, right? Like it's him uh, throwing a perfect ball and then uh, and then ha- and then having a, a wide receiver drop it. And that wasn't ha- that was another thing that wasn't happening in this game is that you just saw a much more locked in wide receiver core. Uh, it, it, the only person who you know maybe had a couple drops or you know, something that didn't look good was Gallup, who again also is just coming back. This is his first game, but I thought Lamb looked fantastic. Cooper mm-hmm. had a, a couple different looks and he converted on the ones that he did. Uh, you know, I think Schultz kind of had a lighter game, but I think between they were winning on the outside. I think yep. that you know McCarthy said after the game that they were five for five of their first five uh, uh, man man coverage opportunities against our wide receivers. So you know, I, I think. Everybody just was a lot more locked in. I mean, honestly, that's the key to this game versus last week. It's just that everybody was cleaner. Everybody was more locked in. When this team doesn't beat itself, they beat the teams they play. Um, And so that's that's kind of where we are. You know, it'll be a different story when they play some of the upper echelon teams. Then they have to play clean games and they have to make plays. But against teams like Denver and Atlanta, where you know the Cowboys are the more talented team on paper – uh, it's it's just one of the cases that if the Cowboys can't if Cowboys can get out of their own way and just do what they're supposed to do and play aggressive score points 
they make it really hard for teams to keep up with them and, and to score with them. And, and they are a, a very, very difficult offense to score because mm-hmm. as everyone says, they can do everything well. Um, let's talk about Michael Gallup because on mm-hmm. the surface he had, oh, I believe I'm looking at it, three catches for 42 yards on five targets. Now, the first thing you notice is on the scramble drills, I kind of think Gallup is the best receiver they have on the scramble drills. Like you saw it on, was it the fourth down play? Uh, you know, getting his feet inbounds. Like he's just so good in that area. But the effect that he has in this offense is big because you saw it with CD Lamb today. When you have Gallup who can play on the outside, all of a sudden CD Lamb goes to the slot. And CD Lamb in this game had eight opportunities, seven targets, one carry. Uh, he had 106 yards and two touchdowns. He just killed him. And he was super efficient because now CD is getting your third best defensive back from the slot. And it's almost impossible to stop him there. So uh, I know Gallup's stats weren't big, but what he does for this offense is so important. It's why it makes him so dynamic. Uh, and I, I'm just glad to see him back out there after the last, not seeing him the last two months. Yeah. And, and, you know, his, the element that he brings too as, as a contested ball catcher too, I think is, is huge because it just gives Dak another guy who he can reliably throw the ball up to in tight spaces and, and yep. trust that he's going to come down with the ball, you know, and, and that's, you said it when he's in the middle of a scramble drill, he, he just needs Gallup to have a little bit of daylight. And, and if he can get just a little bit of daylight, that's enough for Dak to put the ball in to him. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of, on those scam, scramble drills, especially he's just like, like a blankie to, to, to Dak, you know, yeah. and especially if, if he gets the opportunity and the defense is not paying attention, like he'll go deep. And when he, when he gets just a step, all he needs is a step. Uh, to go deep, and and he's one of the best deep ball catchers in, in all of the NFL. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it was it was a good uh, first game back for for a guy that has missed almost the entire season yeah. so far. I can't wait to see uh, what he's got for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to verify this next question from Greg. He said, "How did Terrence Steele look? They turned the game off at halftime on the East Coast. They did. They did. This game was such a blowout. I've never seen them turn the game off what? this early on the East Coast. But it was a it Cowboys was- game." Oh, I mean, it was it was over. So they were flipping back and forth to some other games that were a little bit more inter- interesting. But uh, again, this is one where we're going to go back and watch the film to really see how Steele looked. But just from the broadcast, oh yeah, he looks so much better. And we knew so he would, better. right? Like we knew yeah. after a full week of practice, he would he would look better. And I've got to assume now, Landon, after calming down and settling down a little bit, that the Cowboys will probably be okay resting Tyron at least one more game to potentially get him ready for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, I mean, that game against Vegas looms large just because you got to deal with some serious dudes on, on that defensive yep. line there. Not, not as much with Kansas City. I mean, I think uh, – I'm not sure if Frank Clark's status is, but but he, you he's, know, he's been kind of – He's back. He's, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's been bad all season. So, yeah. uh, obviously, Ingram is there now. So, uh, you know, that, that could be a situation that, you know, they'll, he'll have to deal with that. But honestly – uh, you know, I, Ingram's not a guy that like is you know a, a still a premier pass rusher. He's a good good pass rusher. I think Steele can at least not embarrass himself there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's progression. He you know he needed to look good against these defensive ends yep. for the for the Falcons because outside of Fowler, they really don't have anybody. So he needed him to look at least decent against these guys because he's got some more challenging uh, matchups as they come. Uh, the next few weeks before time. Uh, speaking of offensive linemen, I cannot wait until you get to the all 22 film for a couple different le- reasons, Landon, but there's one play where Connor Williams was, excuse was me, Connor McGovern was lined he up was as a fullback open. and he ran a, a little just underneath route. My favorite open. part is he claps 
Like, I'm open, Dak. Throw it to me. Do it uh, to me. Give it to me, man. It's um, so good. So- I saw that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean, it, now that we're kind of talking garbage time stuff, I'm excited to see the Connor McGovern, Matt Farniak snaps hmm. that, that they got in just simply because, you know, it's their first few snaps to get in kind of at those spots. I think that Farniak is a guy that will develop. Yep. I think he's an interesting little player. I'm very interested to see Connor McGovern as a, as a center. Um, yep. So I, I think, you know, those snaps will be, you know, there's only a couple handful of snaps, but I, I think Fine. that'll be fun. Honestly. I mean, having rewatched this the the condensed version of this game it's just like it's it's like a it's like eating a red velvet cake you know it's like it's almost too rich it's almost too sweet and delicious to like eat all in one sitting uh i, I actually had to pause at different points because i was getting too giddy this was a really really exciting game to watch and, and i guess really you know cowboys don't get a lot of 10 o'clock games or early games i guess i should say since not everyone's on the west coast yep but uh but it's always awesome when they do and they win because you get the rest of the day to just, you know, kind of leisurely watch football and feel really good about how your team did and uh, certainly make fun of the teams that aren't doing as well as you. Uh, Just really quickly to tie up the show. Uh, It was a good day for the Cowboys in the NFC. The Cardinals lost, Tampa Bay lost, Uh, Green Bay did win, uh, but Seattle's basically out of the playoff picture now. Um, I mean, we knew the Cowboys were going to be at the very worst of four seed. They're going to win their division, even though Washington and Philadelphia won today. Uh, but their odds of actually winning the number one seed have gone dramatically up after the losses to Tampa Bay and Arizona. We talked about this last week, Landon. Like, yes, the number one seed is the goal. But the goal here is really to avoid being the four seed because you don't want to play either the Rams or Arizona in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know how much of the games that you watched it like the Saints – um, today the Saints look pretty bad against the yeah, uh, bad. yeah. and then you're gonna play. I mean, a, another playoff team could very well be like the Vikings, who the Cowboys beat with Cooper Rush. Uh, it could be the Panthers, who are gonna be playing Cam Newton, probably at quarterback. <laughs> Getting this win <laughs> and having some of those other teams lose was very, very big for the Cowboys. So enjoy that part of this as well as much as the Cowboys winning on Sunday. Uh, all in all, pretty good week ten for Dallas. Yeah, and if you and if you're watching this live right now, make sure that you're checking out the Sunday night game because obviously, like you've mentioned before, it's it's a really good uh, preview for exactly what the Cowboys are going to face uh, coming up here in the next ten days. Uh, yeah, next between, ten days, between, between Chiefs 10 days and Raiders. Uh, yeah. Both teams have some very u- unusual uh, skill sets. The Chiefs can really throw the ball down the field. The Raiders can really rush the passer. Uh, make sure you're getting a good glimpse of that. So that is it for today's show. We'll be back on Tuesday. I'm thinking, Landon, we might be able to do some All-22 stuff on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll do questions. Thursday, we'll have our crossover show. And then Friday, of course, we'll do a preview show. A busy, busy week here in the Locked on Cowboys podcast. But the 7-2 and two Cowboys, we'll take that, Landon. That's not a bad Absolutely. start to the season, right? Absolutely. Go that's Cowboys. It's, that's go really, Cow- really start. Go start the finish. Uh, good, good start to the season. I mean, and, and, and you know, here we go into November. Bill Parcells always said, you don't really know who this team is until they go into November. Honestly, they could lose these next two games, still be seven and four. I feel pretty decent about where this team is heading. I'm, I'm not I'm not predicting that, but I think you know we we, we feel pretty good to where we are uh, with still two games to go into Thanksgiving. Do you know how many teams the Cowboys play with a winning record after these next two games? One, right? Arizona, one. the Cardinals, yeah. one.
Yeah, I'm ready. Let's, let's do okay. this. Let's finish uh, strong, guys. Let's finish strong. All right, you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy Sunday Night Football. Enjoy the Monday Night Game, and we'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.